is a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it dark. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Oscar Watch Podcast, the podcast where we look back at past Best Picture winners for your reconsideration. I am your host, Stephen Buja, and joining me from the waterlogged south, Amy Thomason. Amy, how uh, how did you fare through Florence? It was not bad in Columbia, South Carolina, so we were very fortunate, and Glad I actually got a lot of work done that week. Oh. It rained a little over, it rained over the weekend, and that was it. No biggie. Okay, uh, uh, that's wonderful to hear. I'm glad that you were uh, you were unaffected. Uh, all friends and family okay, accounted for, safe oh, elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Excellent, excellent to hear. And uh, so you got a lot of work done. So you watched um, this week's movie, which is the 2006 Best Animated Feature Film, Happy Feet, directed by George Mad Max Miller, written by John Colley, Judy Morris, George Miller, and Warren Coleman, starring Elijah Wood, Hugh Jackman. Nicole Kidman, the late Brittany Murphy, Robin Williams, and Hugo Weaving, voices of, mostly. Uh, so I'm glad, glad you're able to, uh, to get that out of the way. Have you seen this film before? It's been 12 years. Had you ever seen it? I had not seen the movie, and I don't really think I knew anybody who saw it either. I went into this basically cold. I didn't know the plot. But I knew get, it. Get don't. it? It's cold. It's because they're, they're penguins. They're, yeah, it's, it's for, it's, they're in there. Oh, anyway, sorry. I knew it was about a penguin, and like I'm guessing it was about dancing. So that was all I knew going into it. That's a pretty good summation of the plot, I think. Well, all right, all right. I'm going to read you the IMDb synopsis of this movie, which is into the into the world of the emperor penguins who find their soulmates through song. A penguin is born who cannot sing, but he can tap dance something fierce! Exclamation point. Which does not quite really get to what the movie is about or the many things that this movie is about. Um, did you see this with your kids? I'd be curious how how uh, your son particularly uh, had um, his view on this. I started watching it with my kids, and I yeah. thought, awesome, I'll knock two birds out with one stone. However, unlike some of the other animated movies... They were not into this movie at all. Not into this movie. I mean, huh. even Elena like got up out of her little like Elena chair and started like walking around and like was like, "Screw this! I'm just gonna read." Really? And it... Liam was like, "Um, I think I'm gonna go upstairs and play." And I thought, "Wow, okay." And so I had to watch it in bits and pieces, and it was hard for me to sit through it. Okay. No, not to tip my hand too early in the show, but it, it was a hard movie to sit through for some reason. That is understandable. That is, you know, I've talked to multiple people back when this movie first came out as well, who said kind of the same thing. They, it's there's a certain je ne sais quoi to this film that makes people go, you know, there's there something something very off about this movie and i uh, i was watching it now and i i enjoyed it for the most part but i still couldn't get this weird sense out of my head like what's what's happening in this film it's so it goes in a lot of different directions and i look forward to talking about it but 
even back then, even even back in 2006 when I uh, when I first saw it, it it had the sense of like, ah, oh, this is fine, I guess. But of course, the question is, it did win best animated feature. And now we have to ask, did it deserve to win best animated feature? And we're going to take a look at the competition in the next section. So stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, gosh. I, I asked my kids what should I say. Uh, they said, um, thank all the men for wear, wearing penguin suits. Uh, they, gave me, they gave me lucky coin, uh, a lucky penguin, but my real good luck was to work with hundreds and hundreds of amazing people, a wonderful cast, great artists, computer whiz, whizzers, studios that were passionate, people who cut trailers, dubbed the movie, got it into the theatres. And on their behalf, I thank the Academy for this. Thank you. Happy Feet is the story of a lone wanderer who travels through a barren and desolate wasteland trying to survive and solve the world's ecological problems. So, you know, it makes sense that George Miller, the man who directed Mad Max, would feel akin to this film. It won and was nominated for one Academy Award. That was Best Animated Feature, hence why we are talking about that. People are upset, and people in general, and of course, Miss Amy Thomason is a little upset about that, but I, 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 I ask you, what else was nominated for that year? It was, a small, it was a small one. Only three films were nominated in total. What were they, and have you seen them, and should they have won? Cars and Monster House. Yeah, okay. Now, Cars is Pixar's uh, money. It, it, it's it, their golden goose. It, yes. it's just Prince. I, everyone fucking loves Lightning McQueen. My son. And I know I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't swear when talking about Cars, but fucking Cars. <laughs> Your son is into it. I haven't actually seen the movie, but my son is obsessed with Lightning McQueen. Obsessed. Oh yeah. We had to get the car's birthday cake the year the movie or for his birthday a couple of years ago. He still has his Lightning McQueen car that was on the cake. It's like his thing. Wow. Um, yeah, the kid, kids are kids are my my nephew is is into it. This was for a long time the only movie he could watch because let's face it, nothing bad or scary happens in cars at all. It's a it's kind of a nonsense. It's it's a nothing movie. If you have seen the Michael J. Fox vehicle, Doc Hollywood, it is literally the same film. And Michael J. Fox does it better, obviously. But it was largely considered... This was, this was when Pixar was the master animated story house. They had won an unbroken amount of best animated features uh, in the category... And their films were the number one box office draw each and every year. And then Cars came out, and people were like, eh, "Yeah, it's it's not one of the great. Fine, it's not. It's it's it was a it was a blemish on their perfect record 
at the time, both critically and uh, not 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 financially, but just critically, that everyone's like, yeah, it's Cars. But then Cars Two came out, and they're like, oh man, Car- the original Cars is way better than Cars Two, and Cars Three is actually the best one. But this yeah, sort of uh, this Newman, sort of so come on, yeah, and you know, I was like, yeah, this one it did have Paul Newman. He was great. He was basically playing himself in a, in car form. You're like, I've never seen Paul Newman do. I've seen Paul Newman do a lot of things. I've never seen Paul Newman play himself as a car he does it wonderfully of course he does yeah so but um the other film was monster house which i i'm told was fine and uh there were a lot of other fine animated films that came out in 2006 there was over the hedge there was the ardman film flushed away also starring the voice of hugh jackman and anytime ardman comes out with something you should you should check it out because they put in so much effort in that because it's a lot of claymation as well uh, open season, eh. the one of the sequels to Ice Age. I don't know. It's the meltdown. I don't know if that's the second, third. I think we're up to. Five. They're in space now or something. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Just a lot of weird things. The Ant Bully. I remember that being I kind of seeing previews for that Barnyard. But most uh, most importantly, um, there was a great animated film, uh, semi animated film by uh, Richard Linklater. Uh, Scanner Darkly, based on the novel by Philip K. Dick, which is weird, but you got to give the guy props for, uh, for 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 doing it that way. It's uh, it's it's pretty good, and um, if you like trippy sci-fi, which if you like Philip K. You Dick, like Philip K. Dick, you, you Dick that sounds like yeah, like you kind of, like you kind of have to like trippy sci-fi to like to like that. Uh, I, I I would check that out. I'm just, none of these really inspire passion. In anybody, even Happy Feet, you're like, yeah, Happy Feet, Cars, yeah, sure. I, I, I fucking hate Mater. I hate Mater so much. Me too. Uh, so you know, I can't say. Uh, I, I, I've, I've been, I've been chatting. Do you have any? Do you have strong feelings about any of these, any of these I films, or you just them? <laughs> Since when does having seen a film affect whether one can have an opinion? I have seen, I have not seen so many movies, and I, I will still. I, Talk at length about them. I don't necessarily want to see any of them. None of them are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't see that when it came out. Yeah, nobody, nobody's, nobody's coming back to these. We, we, the only reason we come back to Cars is because it is the safest film for our children to watch before they can get into what constitute real movies. And when, and when you're that age, you know, it's all about, I, I think, and this is going to sound very gender stereotyping, but I'm owning it at least. They're, most of the boys that I know go through a phase where they love vehicles and fast cars and construction and machines and things like that. And so that's kind of part of it. Yeah, I, I and, and, and I get that. My, that my, my nephew is into that. It's or my daughter loves cars. Uh, not, the, not, the, not the show, but she loves trucks. Everything's a truck. That's whether it's a car or if, if it moves, it's a truck. But they're amazing, it's, it's like, but, but, but they are. They're I'm not, you know, I wasn't raised in the South, so I don't know about NASCAR or anything like that. But, you know, I, I lived in Indianapolis for a while, and I knew someone who lived near the racetrack. And so we went mm-hmm. to the time trials before the Indy 500. And I was amazed. It is actually really cool in the amount of engineering and stuff. So it's like, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, I'm I, actually surprised cars didn't win because. Yeah, it was, it's, it's really strange. It's like this, cars and happy feet, it's. They are so 
the critical reception to each of them is so bizarre, and yet I think Cars has really won the long game just in terms of, uh, you know, there's been sequels, uh, uh, two sequels, Happy only had one sequel. Cars has made billions of dollars in ad revenue. I think, I, I guess Happy Feet maybe inspired people to like Penguins more, kind of like March of the Penguins from a couple of years earlier. Uh, so it's it's a it's a very strange year for animated movies happy feet is uh, also a very strange movie happy feet is also a very strange movie people were people were people were digging it people were people were into the message yeah. or messages i think it's sort of a it's one of those movies that's like a bait and switch oh yeah i was like you... one thing and then the movie took a hard left and then it yeah took a hard right and i was like what? Yeah, yeah. I, I, love, I love the, I love the text message. I love text message. You're like, you're like, this is weird. Like, this is kind of weird. I go, oh, it gets so bizarre. It's de- it's well, it's depressing. Just... Yeah, and it's a message movie. And there, there are message movies that are done very well and blend everything together much better than this. Like, um, like Mad Max Fury Road. Let's let, 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 let's be honest. Mad Max Fury Road has great has great messages. It blends it in without having to like really no yell at you. No it's comment. Great. Don't make don't make me go there. But um, right. like the Secret of Nim would be one of them. Definitely is a message movie, but it kind of blends everything a lot more in a much more subtle manner. Yeah, it just kind of being all over the place. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, we are going to well, we have discuss the 79th annual academy awards a lot on this show you can listen to our episodes on the departed pan's labyrinth our first and currently only for in your reconsideration uh episode and the best foreign language film winner the lives of others uh honestly one of the all-time favorite movies so good listen to those episodes get a better sense of what else came out that year pretty good year for movies and we'd love to hear your thoughts on that but for right now we are going to get into this conversation about happy feet so stay tuned right after this break if you come you may never get back home fine by me gloria you have a life back there i don't i mean we don't not out here how can we how can we keep an egg safe that's if we ever had an egg well i don't need an egg to be happy well, you say that now, but what about later, when all your friends have eggs? Then I'll have you. Oh. Now he's going to pledge his soul forever. Uh, 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 Gloria. Here he comes. I'm a, a particular kind of guy. The kind of guy who needs his own space. Huh? Oh. It's not you, it's me. Mm. I'm just not up for a serious relationship right now. Mm-hmm. What he's trying to do now is he's pushing her away. Mumble. Let's watch the fun. No matter what you say or do, you're stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. As if you're not totally thrilled that I'm here. Um, now she got him on the ropes. Yeah. See, right there is your problem. You think you're irresistible, don't you? Oh, I don't care where you're from. That's got to hurt. Excuse me? Gloria's so gorgeous. Gloria's so talented. What? Just because you can hit a few high notes. You got a problem with my singing? That's perfectly fine. Fine? If you like that sort of thing, it's a little Nana Tootsie for my taste. Ouch. What? You know, showy, flashy, frou-frou. Frou-frou? That's right. Ah, Coming from someone who thinks it's cool to jig up and down really fast on the spot, Uh like some twitchy idiot. 
Thing you do. She is going to be so much better off without you. She is going to find a good, steady guy to comfort her and love her up for your good and raise a big family. Ramon, then she's going to let herself go and, and Ramon, he's hurting. He's hurting bad. Oh, listen, listen. Don't hold it in or you explode. You got to let it out. You just let it out. You let it out. Everybody, turn away for a minute. Amy Thomason, I have a very important question for you. What is your heart song? I've thought about this a lot. And I have three heart songs. One for my husband and then one for each of my kids. All right, I'll, my, heart uh, song, my romantic heart song is Come What May from Moulin Rouge. Solid. And each of my children has a special, like, mommy william mommy elena song and williams is it's from bye bye birdie because of course it's a show tune and i changed the lyrics so instead of everything is rosy since i found my rosie it's everything is william since i found my william which he now sings with me and yes i have a video of it of course and then i have a little song that i made up for elena which is it's your simple yeah it's like frere jaca but just about elena oh okay so those are my heart songs. Those are your hearts. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, mine, I think it should be no surprise to anybody. It's uh, Lady Humps by the Black Eyed Peas. I'm going to get 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 you drunk. Get you drunk of my Lady Humps. My humps. My humps. My humps. My humps. Sorry, that's a reference to the uh, Blades of Glory. Great song. Great, uh, terrible song. Great movie. And too Definitely. bad our audience couldn't see that little dance. It was a, it was a fine dance. I want to say I got you know I'm, I got the happy feet. I got the uh, the Elijah Wood. I got the Hugh Jackman going on here. Yeah. It's all all nice and well. Now I think my heart song would probably have to be, uh, "You'll Be in My Heart," by Phil Collins Same. off of the Tarzan soundtrack. That's that's our kind of our that's kind of our song. I'm just going to associate it with my uh, with my heart songs. I always wanted to. I, I've sung it to her many times. It was playing at our wedding. Uh, it was lovely. So, was that um, first dance. Hmm? Was that your first dance? We didn't. We did not have a first dance because we got married in a very tiny house with not a lot of people. With uh, very little pomp and circumstance. We actually made money on our wedding because of it. It was fantastic. I highly recommend not doing a whole big thing about it. But that is neither here nor there. The film involves a lot of music and dancing. Obviously, it's a film called Happy Feet. You know what I found about this this watch-through? I really didn't like how they... The, the musical numbers. I... And that's oh. that's the that's the thing about it. It's like these songs are good. They have great uh, medleys. It's popular music. It's stuff that you have an association with beforehand. And yet, I, I, I just I just I couldn't get into it. How did uh, how did you feel about the music? Did you have a like a favorite uh, favorite song from the I, film, or is it? I liked the "Somebody to Love" by Queen. Oh yeah, because everybody loves. It. I mean, that's it. And that's really it. I think it's just because I like the song, but I, the music didn't affect me, which is weird because I'm a musical theater person and music yeah. affects me. But this didn't. It really 
a lot of this movie left me very cold. The parts that I should have enjoyed, I did not. And like I said, I went into it totally open mind. Just like I went in thinking, oh, this is going to be stupid or whatever. But it just really left me cold. And I wish it was what I was thinking it was going to be coming in. And it wasn't at all. Hmm. What did you? What were you? What, what did you think? It, think it was going to be exactly. I I'm trying it was to. Going to be a cute movie about penguins and they dance. And I get that. And so at the beginning, when it was like, oh, he's different because he likes to dance. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a movie about self acceptance mm-hmm. because he dances instead of sings, and and it's going to be his journey to guess what? I'm not. I'm not a singer, but I'm still great too. And. So I kind of settled in for that because the beginning is very depressing. Yeah. I'm waiting, for the, I'm waiting for the turnaround where he goes out and finds himself and then comes back and he's accepted and shows and he's happy and accepts who he is. And then the movie just took a whole nother turn and just <laughs> almost abandoned that plot. And all of a sudden it became like, there was like some weird religious aspects of it. Yeah, that stuff was never really uh, bait. It wasn't cooked as well as, as the rest of it. it was, uh, you know, it's, you know, because he, uh, he's the he's the lone he's the lone wanderer. Mumbles Elijah Woods Penguin. So he has to he has to go out and he has to sort of break down the established order, which is represented again uh, by Hugo Weaving, who would also play a similar role in uh, another George Miller film that we will talk about next week, 1995's Babe. Uh, and so I, so I, I do, I do get that it's, it's really, that if you are not expecting that, it's really weird. But even if you are expecting, even if you know what you're watching, it's still, like, it's, it's very weird because there is, of course, that reveal after Mumbles gets caught in the net of the fishing trawler from the Annihilators, which are the people, in that you see actual people here. And um, I was wondering, how did that, how did that affect your viewing and your feelings towards this? Was, it, was that too much? I feel like by that point, I was so taken out of the movie. And I feel okay. like, I feel, and I get that. And I understand that kind of what I thought it was going to be was sort of this shallow sort of been done before story but and it could have easily been that the one about the rabbits watership down the one where the rabbits and they have their own religion and they Uh have to leave their warren and seek and they fight and it's which is depressing and terrifying it is but it also kind of deals with environmentalism and humans encroaching on the sacred land of the rabbits you know what i'm saying it deals with a lot of the same themes Except that one did it a million times better. Agreed. Agreed. Because it all, it all wove together from the beginning of the story instead of being like, oh, it's cute, and they're singing all these pop songs, and isn't that adorable? And then all of a sudden, now we're a dark environmentalist movie, and human beings are destroying our land. And then every now and then it's like, but here's a little a little song. Right. I don't care. And then we're going to go back to this darkness. And it's like, what is going on? <laughs> it is It is kind of classic George Miller in that he's injecting this child story with darkness. And which is, which is a great thing. I am all for darkness in, in kids' movies. And I think he does it okay in this. 
he drops little hints here and there. The fish are, uh, the, they're losing fish in the waters. That's everyone's like concerned about it. But there's the focus, especially at the beginning, on the the music, uh, because the, the music is my least favorite part of this. Which is weird because it's a musical. It'd, it'd be like going into Moulin Rouge and saying, "I like everything except when they start singing." Like, how dare you, sir or madam? Because how dare you? Because that movie is amazing. <laughs> that movie's amazing. I look forward to talking about that later. Oh, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna happen. Um, but you, I think you, I think you do need that journey. Or else, it, or else, then it's just a like. Who cares? It's just a whatever. I don't care about this simple little movie that has been, that is. I think literally what every single animated movie is, or at least a lot of successful ones. It's like no, you got I... you got to believe in yourself and find yourself, and you know, just because you're different doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means you dance to the beat of a different drummer. I, it, but it is jarring. It, and it's a it is a tired it is a tired trope and I agree with you, but it's too jarring. And like I said, we have examples of of things like that done better. Yeah. And Mrs. Uh, I always want to say Mrs. Brisby and the Rats of Nim because that's the book that it's based on. Mm-hmm. But The Secret of Nim, same kind of thing. It, it deals with animal testing. But oh, again, yeah. the whole tone of that movie is very surreal and kind of dark the whole way through but to go from such a like hey la 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 and they're all singing and then all of a sudden oh now we're a completely right. you know now we're going to go to like a schindler's list kind of a mood but now we're going to go back to happy happy and right. yeah along the way uh, after mumbles uh, exile from the the emperor penguins he meets uh, robin williams and a group of uh, I think they're the chinstrap penguins. They're literally called the chinstrap penguins. They're, they're what, however they are. Uh, this is another one of those odd choices which just grates on me. And maybe it has to do with the, the current mood of representation and, you know, you know, being like, you have to be this in order to do this. But I usually, like, I love Robin Williams. Yep. Fucking love Robin Williams. I it's it, there's t- there's actually too much Robin Williams here. He voices two characters, and he there's that's it's almost you just no. he needed to he needed to tone it down a little bit because I'm like I this is this is starting to grate on me the the characters the uh, the whatever the whatever the heck the 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 group of penguins names was was they were so jarring in this that took me out of it. Too. I understand, like, he needed to meet some other people to help him go on this journey. But then I was thinking about, like, he really didn't need to meet people. He could have met people briefly. They stick around way too long. How did you feel about uh, about their their little a little quartet of, of penguins? At that point, you needed some kind of lightness, because at this, it was just like he was being rejected by his society. So you get why they were like, oh, wait, we need a little comedy relief in here. But kind of using the tired trope of like the funny Hispanic sidekick is like really. Right. Like why, would they, just, why would they be Hispanic I, anyways? I'm just, I'm just, it's just for familiarity, and I get that. It's. I'm sorry, but, I, I interrupted you. Why are we? Why is it that we're using that kind of an accent to make these lines funny? Because the lines itself are just whatever lines, but it's like, oh, if we say them with a Spanish accent, that makes them funny, and that's not something i want to support you know yeah, like, yeah. it's 
there is a, I will admit there is an energy to to those characters and to a lot of the the musical numbers as well. It's like this is bigger, louder, faster. That is as what that is what people are going. That's what the voice acting is going for. We need to make it big. We need to make it loud. And we need to make it fast because that's funny. That's what kids like, and it can. It can draw you in. You'd be like, All right, yeah, I'm, da- I'm, I'm, I'm dancing along to this. You know, when they get to the boogie wonderland uh, moment, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is great. We're, da- we're, we're dancing and singing now. We got it. We got it all. Great. It, but there's, there has to be more than just that, and it hints at that. And I think Robin Williams goes, he goes uh, too big, too loud and too fast for both of his characters in this in this film and which is a shame because you know genie is one of the all-time greatest uh characters ever in a uh in a in a, in a movie he, uh, uh, I, I love him so much but here uh, he plays ramon and lovelace uh, ramon the, the the spanish the spanish one and lovelace the sort of guru and he just he's Nobody, like, it seemed like George Miller was like, I'm not going to tell Robin Williams to not be Robin Williams. He really should have told Robin Williams to stop being Robin Williams. For just, like, just, you're at 11, you bring it bring it to a six. You can be a six. You can be, you can be a six. Robin Williams, you just, like, you turn down that, that RW button and just, just, just calm the fuck down a little bit. It's, it is a lot, but I don't know. This movie, man. This movie. Uh, okay, the theme that Miller is selling here, I think, is that uh, is, is that one small creature can change the world, and I and I dig that. It's a familiar. It's a familiar theme for sure. Yeah, it's Wally. Yeah, it's 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 like Wally. It's Wally. It's basically. Yeah, it's basically all the Pixar really, movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, and Wally did a great job, and Wally had all those serious themes. But it still seems like one cohesive piece World. of film. It wasn't. Oh crap! Now we need something fun. You know what I mean? It. I do. I do. And we will. We'll. We'll talk about Wally because Wally's amazing. It's so. It's so good. But uh, you know what? You know what I do like about how that one. That one small creature is voiced by Elijah Wood, who played another small creature. <laughs> Who changed the world by himself in some other movie? I can't remember what now. What one that you have? What was what was what was what was that film? Elijah Wood. He was he had to go on a long journey across uh, like a really hostile environment. Uh, you know, it'll it'll. I'm sure it'll come to me at some point. It'll be it'll be fine. It'll be fine. What did you make of the voice acting in the film? I found it hit or miss largely. Yeah, Nicole Kidman, who I am such a Nicole Kidman fangirl, the woman can do no wrong, except her voice in this was irritating. Yeah, it was uh, that... Breathy. Um, yeah, it was breathy. It was like listening to I, Jackie O and Marilyn Monroe combined, which is, which is I guess, appropriate. Her name is Norma Jean, which is Mar- uh, Marilyn Monroe's actual name. But, oh, man, I just could not stand her talking. Which is a shame, but I could—I loved it when she sang because, oh, Nicole Kidman can sing. It's crazy. Love, I love Nicole Kidman. Um, <laughs> yeah. You don't want to do Mulan Rouge next week. 
I, I I already have all the notes for many things I, coming I up, but I we will do Moulin Rouge oh my soon. God. When is your birthday? May. I don't know if I don't know if I can wait that long. I don't know if I can wait that long. Anyway, um, uh, our uh, I think I think I think our collective uh, one of our collective boyfriends, Hugh Jackman, yes, is in here. I huge man crush on on him for oh, all the reasons. What uh, what do you think of his Elvis impersonation? I loved it. Yeah. I love Hugh Jackman's Song and Dance Man. You love all Hugh Jackman. I love all Hugh Jackman, but he, I especially have a fondness for Hugh Jackman's Song and Dance Man. But, but Hugh Jackman, a hundred years ago, hosted the Tony Awards and did his whole Peter Allen thing from Boy From Oz, and I was like, oh, and I still haven't recovered. <laughs> when he did that opening number for the Oscars. Oh, yeah. He, he, uh, he, him hosting the Oscars was fantastic, and they really need to, uh, they need to bring him on to host the Emmys, because the Emmys are Terrible this year. Good. I yeah. You don't I, don't watch it. It's there. I bad. love my song and dance man. It's yeah. I like yeah. He's he's great. And which is weird because he's playing Elvis. Nicole Kidman's playing Marilyn. Yet I can't stand Nicole Kidman. But I am totally fine with Hugh Jackman doing the doing like a, just like a very stereotypical Elvis voice. I feel like that says something about me. I'm not entirely sure what, but it's probably nothing good. Uh, Elijah Wood voices Mumble. He's totally fine as it he has that uh he has a sort of higher higher pitch which makes it great for for this character what do you think of uh of, of britney murphy as gloria both singing and uh singing? she was fine it's, it's like it's that like it's really blew me away nothing she didn't no yeah there's yeah it's fine yeah like it's like a lot of this is fine you want it to be oh like overwhelming and and great and when Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman are singing together you're like hmm all right I can I can dig this because they are supremely talented we know that they can sing and dance and everything but a lot of the other ones like Elijah Wood Brittany Murphy you're going they don't quite I like you can you can your voices match your characters but the singing is leaves a little something to be desired. I I think it's just just one. It's just little things add up in the film that just take me out of it. I, I can't help but feel like a lot of the times people are singing, it's just kind of a karaoke act. I don't mm-hmm. I don't feel like I don't quite always feel the connection between why like why do we have this song uh, here? Is it is it important or is it just because it sounds good? And a lot of times. Uh, like say like take Boogie Nights. Remember like we, we had the conversation about the music in Boogie Nights and how it works with what is happening to the characters at the time. I didn't always sense that it was character driven the music here. And which is which is crazy because it's called a heart song. Like they're singing their, their hearts out. It would have been but better and I'm saying this, if they had gotten some original music. Yes. Prince wrote an original song for this after they screened it, uh, and they, you know, they showed um, uh, they showed him the oh, whatever song was it? That wasn't Pink Cadillac. Whatever Prince song was, many Prince songs. Uh, yeah, and then he wrote because because he liked it. And I, I this as an original musical, I think this could have been fantastic. You get a lot of talented writers and artists; it would be great. But instead, it was just and Shahir used a really good description. Shout out to Shahir. We would. 
but um a needle drop like oh we need a song quick and then like some production assistant was like hey how about you try this song sure right stick it in there even if it didn't always fit right and obviously that's not quite what it what happened george miller is too smart a guy he's too talented a director to let that happen and yet it does feel like ultimately that's what was the final result of it just hey you hey you like this song here you go um the the fact that dancing was such an important part of it and yet they made it about penguins which in this their little bodies are so restricted that watching those big huge dance numbers it's like there's not a lot going on because it's just them tapping their feet at different I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for tap dance, so I uh, I I really I really I, I I actually I you know I enjoy the dancing when they, especially when they finally loosened up and watching them all sway like in a, in a large group yeah. I thought like I thought that was, I thought that was great I thought but that I'm was... a tap dancing like diehard so all right, all right. I will I will submit to you being like okay I maybe, I believe that but even like speaking of animated penguins dancing and like Mary Poppins when they did ah. Uh, the amazing, the breathtaking, my beloved Dick Van Dyke, when he did the song Jolly Holiday and was singing and dancing with the animated penguins. They seemed to move a lot more. These were very restricted penguins. I think they were going for a lifelike quality. They were like, okay, we can't yeah. we can't make them all just like flopping around and whatnot. They they are penguins. They do have anatomy and they're they're they have restrictions here. And that's good, but it's still it didn't mesmerize me mm-hmm. as much as I wish it had. Yeah. And I love tap dancing. Love, yeah. love, love. Tap dancing is Men an, under, an underrated. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, when, when, when we talk Chicago, it's going to be amazing. Can't wait. Um, you know what has, uh, has, has bummed me out in recent years is that the belief that a video can change people's minds because we know that's not the case anymore. At the end of the film, the humans discover this giant civilization of penguins who can dance. They're all dancing, and that convinces people to stop being dicks to the to Antarctica. We're gonna we're gonna pull out, like we need to we're we're overfishing the place. It's all well and good. This happened also in one of my favorite movies called Serenity, uh, the Firefly movie, where a video was like, it's going to change the world. And I, I watched this, I watched this now and I go, it's not, it doesn't work that way because what do we have now? We have fake fucking news. And I, uh, it's, that's, this is one of those things that it's, this is not the fault of the movie. It's no. the fault of, it's really the fault of society. But I, it's just weird. I, can, I, I won't be able to explain to my, you know, my daughter is not going to, she's probably not, not going to believe a single thing that is ever on TV because who the fuck knows anymore? I'm not going to be able to explain that. Yeah, no, back in the day, like movies and, you know, images like this were a powerful thing. And now everybody, you know, as soon as something comes out, they're like, no, that's not real. And doubt is sown and it's all fake news. And I am so, I, I, I am so sad that in, about society that we, can't use this as a plot point anymore and have it be effective because we're because fucking Donald Trump and I it, it, it sorry it just pisses me off about it and I, I am I am sad about this that, because 
that and the idea that we would only save these animals because they're cute and that they entertain us. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, so saving them just for their own benefit isn't enough. They have to provide entertainment for us, and then we'll see what we can do. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of why we, like, have you have you noticed the animals that it's we... true. Yeah, they're it's like, it's the cute true, pandas. I own it, but it's still sad. It still makes it me sad. It is, it is sad. Like, oh, like, oh, they can dance, so therefore we have to... Dance. Like, no, they're part of the ecosystem. Like, that's why we need to save them, not because they, you know, they're, it's it's... You can you can probably why, make some bad racial uh, connotations to it. Like, there's like, are they being like the song, the the sing songy, uh, tap dancing, uh, savage, as it were? And oh, like, oh, well, they can do this, so therefore it's fine. They can they can they can like, play ball. So let's let them let's let them in. No. They can fly like what? No. No. Um, the reason they use penguins is because everybody thinks penguins are the cutest things in the world because they are. So yeah, it's like I'm 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 there. I love penguins. My daughter loves penguins. We're we have we have so many penguins in this house. Like because they're well, adorable. They're so cute and they're so friendly. Oh. And you're like, oh, nobody ever like you, you're you're automatically on the penguin side when you when you when exactly. You it's when not you... like they're sloths. Or yeah, the sauce sauce are really cute. I like sauce. Anyways, um, there is a there is a love story. You have Mumbles, Elijah Wood, Gloria, Brittany Murphy. They have a will they won't they relationship, and at the end they of course get together. This is a kids movie. Do you think they should have gotten together? Did you do you feel a connection between them? I didn't feel a connection between them, and sadder is I didn't really care. I knew they were going to end up together, but I didn't. I wasn't very emotionally invested with any of these characters. Yeah, there's some. Which is sad. Yeah, there's a, some, there's a distance there. I just didn't really care. Yeah, I. It's a it's a strange thing. Elijah Wood Mumbles literally saves civilization, and that's and and that's great. But you know, I think he should. I think there's something there's something about getting getting it all that always kind of irks me. I'm like, you should have to you should either save the world or get the girl you shouldn't save the world and get the girl you should get one you should get one or the other but a man a male who can save the world is an attractive quality yeah isn't is isn't is an attractive thing but also she was just she's terrible to him he was terrible to her i just I, like just, and not in a cute banter way in not in like, a cute banter way yeah he he yeah he he told he told her off at one point i understand he like told her off for you know, for her own protection. But hey, why did she put up with that? Uh, and it's it's like they want to just keep it a keep it a bro adventure movie, and and be like, yeah, like that was unnecessarily cruel. Like you were trying to you, you he was trying to make it all cute and like kind of fun, but no, man, you were just you were just being you were just being dick, being a huge dick. I you're just an asshole. Yeah, I just I. I wish they hadn't gotten together. They didn't feel the emo connection between them. They spent so much time apart. There wasn't a lot of screen time to develop the relationship. Which is kind of what their song was supposed to do at the beginning. Yeah, but it 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 it, it just didn't. Uh, I do enjoy. Uh, what what do you think of this? That dance can save the world. What do you how do, how do you how do you feel about this? Is this a message we can get behind? I think the arts can save the world. Hey, there you go, Miss Miss Drama Teacher. Yes. 
and all of you know music and stuff it does it's still to quote the great uh john keating you know art poetry music that's what we stay alive for you know that's true shout out dead post society listen there's people episode available now finally okay we've, we've we've talked at length about about this film did happy feet deserve to win best animated feature film at the 79th annual academy awards amy uh yeah it tried for a message i didn't like it at all however at least it tried to have some kind of meaning that mm. cars did not attempt so i'll get i'll give it to the happy feet yeah. I will have to sort of, I guess, unenthusiastically agree because I just, I don't, I want to like this movie more. It's, uh, the, it's beautiful at times. I am blown away by some of the stark imagery. I love severe, desolate wastelands, and George Miller does that wonderfully. There are beautiful images of ice, and they're stuck in the, stuck in this whipping snowstorm that is. It blows me away how how gorgeous they make this movie, how lifelike they make this movie at times. And yet, it's all the it's all the rest of it. It's the it's the the part you come for, the singing and dancing is my least favorite aspect. It's the world building. I love. I want to know more about the Penguin Society. I want I want to know more. I want to see more Memphis and Norma Jean, their relationship, what they do. I want it like and how uh, how Memphis is dealing with his guilt over having lost Mumble's egg during the snowstorm because he loved his he loved his, his his mate so much like like that stuff that was the stuff that really drove me and the environmental stuff like I'll always like be on board for an environmental message I like that it depresses the shit out of me but that's okay and that's fine that's just how it is uh and so it's a movie that attempts a lot and it doesn't knock it out of the park it hits a double i'll say like it, it gets on to second i'm like all right that's 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 cool it's fine but the year itself was so eh in terms of animated film yeah that Not this this one sort of yeah <laughs> yeah it this one sort of gets just pushed into the uh the, the winner circle kind of by default true you can you can definitely make a case for cars I think also at that time people were like, we're not like Pixar. Just it's like this is not the best Pixar movie category. It's the best animated feature. We've only had two non-Pixar films win so far. Like we should we should fix this a little bit. So yeah, sure. I look forward to watching this with my daughter and having to explain that there was once ice in Ant in Antarctica. That's going to be fun. Uh, it's so it's a movie that like it's supposed to it's supposed to leave you happy, but kind of just leaves me no. Eh, and like I'm either eh or I'm, like bummed out. Like fuck, we're gonna lose the penguin. Watch it with William. It's just not. There's better movies out there about very similar topics, like yeah. Wally. I'll watch Wally with them. Well, I can't wait to watch Wally with my daughter and William too. I mean, maybe we'll like hang out or something if we ever. Anyways, um, this has been. The Oscar Watch Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have thoughts on Happy Feet or its sequel, Happy Feet 2, do write us in at oscarwatchpodcast at gmail.com. And as a reminder, 
Speaking of cold things, December is cold. December is a holiday. And uh, for the holidays, we are giving the gift of your reader requests. So, if there is a film that won Best Picture, was nominated for Best Picture, nominated for a major Oscar itself, or you think really should have been nominated for Best Picture, write us an email with your thoughts arguing why that is the case. We would love it to be an email so you can form a coherent sentence and not just 240 characters worth of things or 280, however many it is nowadays. Write us in, oscarwatchpodcast at gmail.com. We will read those. We've gotten a few, and it will be great to, uh, to, to, to do that. This is our gift to you. We look forward to hearing from you. So get that in and be sure to follow us on social media at Oscar Watch Pod. Amy, where can folks find you? A Thomason11 at on Twitter. Yes. And next week we continue in the world of George Miller with 1995's Best Picture nominee, Babe. Which Mom, you're welcome. Look forward to talking about this one indeed. And until next time, we'll see you on the red carpet. Me siente como cama la fiesta Baila, baila, muchachita Mi corazón